Boogie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words hypnotize me. Wow. That was spot on. Sound just like him, don't I? I, uh, I got some beef to get off my chest. Oh, is it with me? No. Oh. No. Um, so on the day we're recording this, it is February 2nd, which is widely known as Groundhog's Day. Yeah. And I think in the year 2021 that we as a society can look at this and be like, you know what? This is enough. I honestly think that Groundhog Day is one of those days that was designed to give lazy broadcasters something to talk about yes. in early February. It's like talk like a pirate day. It's just like nobody enjoys. Nobody is sitting. Nobody's going, hang on, hang on. They're going to do the Groundhog update. Yeah, everyone shut up. <laughs> Turn off your machines, everybody. I need to know if it's spring next week or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, can we get rid of it? Let's just kill this thing. Because a couple reasons. One, in this country, I'll go coast to coast, that if a groundhog came out of the ground today and said winter will be over in six weeks. Which is the worst case scenario. That's that's the bad news. Yeah. Six weeks, that would take us to mid-March. If winter was actually over in mid-March. This country would lose it. They'd be like, thank God. It'd be the best thing to ever happen to me. Yeah. Like we all know that's not what's going to happen. Winter's going to stretch on for at least two more months, two and a half. Late April. Ugh. <laughs> and then worse. So there are different groundhogs coast to coast. You have Shubenacadie Salmon, Nova Scotia, Wyerton Willie in Ontario. Apparently Manitoba has one called Manitoba Merv. Yeah. You know what Merv rhymes with? Perv. Yeah. <laughs> that's a terrible name for a groundhog. Manitoba Merv. Uh, but here in Alberta, we have Balzac Billy, which <laughs> in I don't know if it's always been this way or if it's just in recent years, uh, is not an actual groundhog. It's just some guy in a groundhog mascot costume who which, comes out in a parking lot. Yeah, it just seems so like they they thought they held a meeting in Balzac and they're like, what is the least possible thing we could do? What is the least amount of effort we could put into a thing? And somebody said, put a guy in a groundhog suit, and he walks into a parking lot, done. Someone even texted today that they went to high school, and their school was where they kept the mascot costume. They and didn't so, even pay for storage. They kept it in a high school for in, free. In a duffel bag at a high school. Yeah. So that's the quality of thing. And so he came out today, and he, they put sunglasses on him. Like it's a, They're making a mockery of what I already think is a ridiculous day. Yeah. So they're doubling down on my fury and anger. And I think that in the year 2021, let's get rid of Groundhog Day. Here, here. Welcome to it. It's another episode of The Lawn Chair Profits, starring Bryce Kelly. Hey. And me, Garner Andrews. Hey. <laughs> that was good. You did a hey. I had to do one, too. That was good. Uh, yeah, we are talking to you from a tastefully appointed studio somewhere in Canada. You can probably guess where we are. <laughs> Edmonton. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Uh, we're talking, I mean, obviously we're deep pandemic now. We're almost a year in. Yeah. I'm finally, I feel like I'm comfortable. Not if I had my choice 
to go maskless? Like if all of a sudden everybody's like, okay, we're good. Everybody can take it. I'd be all on board with not wearing a mask. But I'm at the point now where I'm kind of almost, I can deal with it for a half hour or so if I have to. Yeah, it's funny because um, for a while now people are like, what's the new normal going to look like when the pandemic's over? Are people still going to wear masks just to be safe? No. <laughs> no, they're going to burn those things. The second we get the green light. Yeah. We are going to throw those masks in the garbage, and we will fall back to our old way of living so fast it'll make your head spin. Yeah, we just started talking about the other— You had an incident in an underpants store. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> the uh, where you And I had an incident, too, where I saw a guy in a thrift store. First of all, we're in a thrift store. I go there to look at records and books. He was there looking at clothes. <laughs> Ooh, that's sad. No, he was there looking for some specific piece of— mountaining gear. Oh. Like I, he climbs. But is that where you want to buy mountaineering equipment at a thrift store? I don't know if I want that used. I want that no. in tip-top condition. Yeah, actually, now I should, I've got more questions for him. But he was there looking for – because when I was in there, I looked across, and I had on a ball cap. I had a mask on my face, I had a winter jacket. I had the collar popped up and zipped all the way up. And he looked right at me. I looked right at him, but we never acknowledged each other. And it was because I'm like, I think that might be Robbie. I don't. And I see the guy every day here in the hallways, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to be that goofy guy. Walk up to him and go, hey, Robbie. has, And the guy goes, um, I'm Kevin. I find that so uncomfortable. Yeah, you don't want to swing and miss. You need to be 100% sure. Yeah, and you had the same thing, but you, uh, oh, this one, uh, this cracked me up because it's uncomfortable yeah. on many, many layer levels. Yeah, I was in uh, a mall. I was mm -hmm. perusing a store and happened to be walking past the ladies' unmentionable section. Are you talking about bras and panties? Panties for days. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a woman in the panty section, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was someone that we used to work with. Up until very recently. Up until recently. She had the same hair, similar eyes, and I was like, oh, my God. And I was actually hoping it wasn't her because I don't think she wants to run into me in that particular section of a store. No. And you're staring into her little shopping bag. So what you got there? Oh, those are, oh, whew, well, those, those are nice. good on you. Yeah. Want a second opinion? <laughs> yeah, that's not... <laughs> I wouldn't want to run into somebody I know while I'm browsing the men's underwear department, looking at size, holding stuff up. No. Holding it against me to see if it would fit. You know how you do? I don't want to run into anybody I know. But it's so weird now with masks because there are, there, I bet you more people are making embarrassing mistakes than ever before. Yeah. Thinking it's somebody and it's not. Luckily, I did the right thing and I just stared with constant unbreaking eye contact for a long period of time. Yeah. And determined it was not her. And you creeped her right out to the point that she actually went and got store security. Yeah, I was escorted out of there, but that's besides the point. Yeah, there's a perv in aisle two. <laughs> there's a perv in bras and panties. Uh, this one says, what about when you've only met someone with a mask on, and then when you see their face in full, it doesn't match what you thought? Like their bottom half is all wrong. <laughs> I never even thought about that. what if you do. What if you go out on a date with somebody, and or I don't know, maybe it's somebody you've got like a in our in our circumstance. Be like, what if you saw like a cute girl working in a coffee shop, and you went there every day and you bought coffee from her, and you're like, hey, how you? and eventually it gets to the point where you're asking her to go for coffee. Because that's what a person who serves coffee wants to do. Mm -hmm. Go for it. 
and either you or her, you pull off your mask and it's like, ah! like you get that react. What do you do? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You have to have the world's best poker face. And I'm sure both sides are sitting there being like, <gasps> just holding their breath as the masks come off. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, an unveiling. Hey, I'm an esthetician. And with the masks, sometimes I don't recognize clients I've had for years. But what's even weirder is I've met new clients over the pandemic and I wouldn't be able to recognize their whole face because I've only ever met them with a mask on. Yeah. See, that's what happens. That's really weird. I got into an elevator at work with a guy and asked him what floor he was going to. He just looked at me and said, the same one as you. I then realized it was a sergeant I talked to daily. He just wasn't wearing his uniform, so I didn't recognize him. Felt like a moron. (laughs) (laughs) It all depends how you react. I mean, you can laugh that off or you can make it weird and just be like, ooh. Yeah. Sorry, Darren. Uh, Hang on a second. I want to grab this one. I don't think this has anything to do with masks. It's more about mistaken identity. Cam? Years and years and years ago when Cam was just a, a, a much younger guy, I was out on a date with a girl I've been with for, for a while at that point in time. Uh, we went to a movie, right? So we were sitting on the outside row. I had to get up and go use the facilities. So I come back in. Theater's dark. Something happens, lights it up. I see her sitting, the empty seat there. So I go scooting over. Sit down, about to do that move, you know, where you kind of reach over and grab her leg and give her a couple of squeezes. And that's when I look over and realize it's not her. And the look of horror on this woman's face, as my hand is inches above her leg, I will never forget that. And that's the story right there of how Cam came this close to becoming a registered sex offender. Wow. Yeah. What an experience. What a tale. (laughs) What a tale. Oh. Uh, The upside, though, to a mask is that you can just throw a big flap, a floppy hat on and your mask, and you can go shopping for all those things that you'd normally go two towns over for. Yeah, you can buy your toilet paper at ease now. Yes, exactly. And But when the mask lot, when it's gone and we don't have to wear masks anymore, will you feel comfortable wearing a mask and a floppy hat to buy condoms or <laughs> toilet paper? That's where that story a couple weeks ago about Bruce Willis... Oh in L.A., went into a pharmacy down there and had no mask on. And it was a big scene. They had to kick Bruce Willis out of the store. For not wearing... And he had one around his neck. Yeah. He just refused to put it on. Yeah. And everyone's like, Bruce Willis, what's he thinking? And all I could think is like, what is he thinking? Because you think this would be prime time to be a guy like that. There's never been a better time to be an A-list celebrity who's craving for anonymity. Yeah. You can pull that mask up. Hat down, sunglasses on. No one would know that that's Bruce Willis. Yeah. You can finally live amongst the people. Uh, here comes another mistaken identity one. It has nothing to do with masks. It just says, boys, years ago, I was picking up my son from his weekly Boy Scout meeting. It was held in a church in a not very good part of town. I pulled up and parked in front of the church, and a sex worker got into my car. Ooh. Presumably, she assumed I was a John looking to pick her up. I told her I was picking up my son from Scouts. She apologized and jumped out. All I could think of is, what if somebody I know (laughs) saw that whole thing go down? How do you explain that if confronted at some point in the future? Oh, sure, you were picking up your son, Dennis. Sure. What if the police happen to be driving by and just see her getting out of the car? Nobody will buy your excuse. Yeah, you got a record. You're like... Cam, 
<laughs> All but, of a sudden, you can't cross the border anymore. Yeah. You got to register at the police station in every town you go into. Sort of like I do, but it's because my hands are deadly weapons. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Hey, guys, I was out with a girl. I had just started dating pre-pandemic. We were sharing a plate of nachos. This guy walked up behind my date, grabbed a couple of nachos, and dipped in the, dipped in the sour cream before realizing she was not the person <laughs> he thought she was. He thought it was his sister. Nope. He was embarrassed, and I was embarrassed for him. When it came time to pay... He had cleared off our tab and asked the server to apologize to us again. So if you're listening, Nacho Guy, no harm, no foul, Trevor. Oh, that's cool that he paid for it. Yeah. Man, that would make me feel so (laughs) weird. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Oh, I walked up to a guy. This is years ago. I walked up to a guy at an outdoor concert in this city I used to live in. And uh, I saw, I thought it was my brother. And I walked right up behind him and I grabbed his butt with both hands. Like it was a two-hand <laughs> butt grab. This guy turned around. It was not my brother. And he just burst out laughing. <laughs> so <laughs> whew, that could have ended badly for me. Yeah, he could have fed you a knuckle sandwich for that one. Oh, yeah. Going up and just taking the nachos. Also, <laughs> sour cream, underrated nacho dip. Uh, I like salsa. I like sour cream. If I could only have one, I'd go salsa. But have you ever done the move where you mix the salsa with the sour cream? So you could, it's like a one dip stop instead of two. Because then the sour cream gets all messy with the yeah. salsa. I'm too worried about rocking the boat with the table in mingling the, uh, yeah. the condiments. Are you still in a pandemic? Are you still sharing nachos with your friends? <laughs> I haven't had nachos in a long time. Yeah. Good morning, friends. Quite a few years ago, I was at a Halloween party in a small town. A couple women mistook me for a local and came up and cupped my special area. <laughs> they didn't believe that they had made a mistake until I lifted my mask to prove it. They just covered their faces in shame and ran off. All I could think to say to my friend, who was the local there, was... People are mighty friendly in these parts. What is this mysterious town with this strange greeting for gentlemen? (laughs) Nice to see you again. Honk, honk. (laughs) I wonder if it made that sound. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Prophets. Two guys just watching the world go by. Hey, Bryce. Yeah? Have you ever had to live in your car? Temporarily between a part, maybe a breakup, a bad breakup, and you had to move out quickly. No, I've no. never had to stay in. I've never slept in a car. What? What? Even on road trips, like I can't. No, neither can I. I don't sleep well, but I can't sleep sitting up like that. I did. I slept in my car one night, my very first radio job. I moved to a town far, far away in deep, deep Saskatchewan. Had no place to live. Like, I got hired that day, and they said, start at midnight tonight. So I worked all night long, and in the morning, I was dead tired. I had nowhere to go, so I slept in my car with the engine running, dead of winter. Didn't have the window cracked. Mm, Mother Nature thanks you. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I started thinking to myself, people obviously live in their cars, it happens from time to time. Stuff goes sideways in life and you're moving into your car. But it's not something that you hear about all the time. Like, I, do we know anybody who's ever lived in their car? Not that I know of. No. No, because everyone I know here, all their cars are disgusting. They couldn't live in their cars. People well, here treat their cars like dumpsters. You'd never go hungry in one of these staff cars here because there'd always be a French fry in there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, this one, when I was 17, I got a job working on a drilling rig in Saskatchewan. 
with my neighbor and his buddies. They got fired the first day for lying about their experience, and I got to keep my job at the bottom of the pole. I had no money, and I lived in my car for three months. Whoa. There's more to the story. The drilling consultant. That's a fancy name right there, drilling consultant. But I don't know that it's a fancy job. Is the drilling consultant the, the big boss on the drilling rig? It sounds impressive. Anyway, it just says, the drilling consultant took me into his trailer because he felt bad for me. I discovered he had a serious drinking problem and was a chain smoker. I decided I couldn't stay with him, and it was getting really cold outside, so I got a room in a motel in a nearby town. The drilling consultant was killed when his trailer exploded a week later. What? That was 1978. I'll never forget how lucky I am to have my life. That's from Greg. That's a good story, Greg. Well, that one turns up at the end quite a bit. It sure does. Yeah, it starts a little sleepy. Oh, yeah, it's quaint. Lived in his car. Worked on a drill. He's probably making good money. Oh, wow. Explosion. Explosion. Sounds suspicious. Oh, my God. This sounds so peaceful. If I could rent this, if I could do this one night... I would do it. I'd pay 500 bucks for this opportunity. <laughs> I slept in the back of a U-Haul with my dad once. I was moving. We packed up the truck one day and drove to the new town, parked behind a Tim Hortons for a night before possession of my new house. We packed the back of the truck so the bed and couch would be accessible by a small cubby door from the front cab, one of the best sleeps ever because there was not a glimmer of light. Ooh, wouldn't wouldn't that be good? Oh, it would be creepy. It's a fire trap, I'll tell you that. (laughs) You just, because you would see nothing. It's pitch black, but you would hear, because it's the thin walls on a U-Haul, so you'd hear all the footsteps, all the murmuring going on around you. The people trying to break into your U-Haul. And it's a Tim Hortons, so it's probably super busy all the time. Yeah. Ooh, it'd be eerie. Uh, We got a phone call here. Can I grab that? Hello? Oh, hi. I was uh, calling about stories about sleeping in cars. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever lived in your car temporarily? (laughs) No, but the only time I ever remember sleeping in a car is, uh, this is such a bad story, but my mom and dad would be out at friends' houses, and then they had a friend who owned a bar. So on the way home, they would like to stop for a drink, so they'd leave me and my sister in the car running asleep while they went in for a nightcap. Oh, uh, different times, hey, back in 2014. Okay, your parents, they that just... my little story. Your parents just couldn't make the four-kilometer trek home without stopping for That's a... right, that's right. And, I, you know, they knew the guy, so the drinks were probably free, which was like, you know, the added attraction. Yeah. They, did they at least crack a window for you? Well, they, you know, they keep the heat going because, you know, we live in Edmonton and we did live in Edmonton. It's a different time, Bryce. You could, uh, you could go to the bar for several hours and leave the kids in the car. You didn't even have to crack a window. Maybe if you were trying to win mom or dad of the year, you'd toss them a bag of chips or something, but you could just leave them unattended. Yeah. Those were simpler times. There's something about being in a car when the engine's off and there's no sound. It's just, it's deafening. It's the most quiet place in the world. You can hear your hair grow. Yeah. I hate it. I think that's another reason why I haven't slept in a car. It's too quiet. 
Uh, hey guys, sleeping in a car story. When the Olympics were in Vancouver, a friend picked me up after work on a Saturday. We drove all night from Edmonton to Vancouver. We got there around 2 a.m., parked in a parkade at Simon Fraser University, slept for a few hours in his car. We wandered around the campus in the hazy morning mist, nerding out because the campus is used as an alien world in a sci-fi show we love. Then we went to see the Olympic flame, had breakfast at Denny's, then drove back to Edmonton because we both had to work on Monday morning. That's a long way to go to have moons over my hammy. <laughs> to just walk around. And look at some fire. Hey, look at that fire. Whoa. Yeah. And like, if I were to sleep alone in my car, I could probably do it sprawled out on the back seat. But when there's two people, all of a sudden, you're both just in the front seats. Reclined. Maybe reclined, but. Yeah. It's a little too... I couldn't do that. I wouldn't... I would sleep terribly. One more, Bryce? Sure. Many years ago, I got in a fight with my friend. I was supposed to spend the night with him in Red Deer on my way to moving back up to Edmonton from Lethbridge. Okay, yeah. So Red Deer is probably the middle point there. We got into an argument. He kicked me to the curb. My car was full of stuff. I drove at 1 a.m. to Edmonton, and because a poet I liked said... If you ever get in a bind, you should sleep in a graveyard. <laughs> what? I slept in the downtown Edmonton graveyard. Scary. I only made it until dawn. Then I slept in the driver's seat in the Walmart parking lot till noon when I got the keys to my new place. When I first read this, I thought that the sleeping in the graveyard was the most interesting part of this story, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's the fact that you can sleep till noon in your in a, car. In a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> How could you do that? It's not exactly a ghost town. No. And it's it's like, I don't know about you, but when I sleep, sometimes my mouth is like, oh, and I'm drooling. People in a Walmart parking lot don't want to see that. I'd be too wildly uncomfortable that people would be taking pictures of me and posting them online. Look at this guy. He's so lame. He's sleeping in a Walmart parking lot and he drools. I wish I had the power. I'm almost envious of their ability to sleep that soundly for that long in a place like that. Yeah. I don't sleep till noon on a weekend in my own bed, let alone in a car in a Walmart parking lot. And also, what benefit is there to sleeping in a graveyard in your car? Because a poet... And he's probably one of those poets that doesn't even rhyme. That's one of those things that sounds really deep, but it's not. Really, you're just sleeping in a graveyard for no reason. Spooky. You have questions. The Lawn Chair Prophets have answers. Okay, so this popped up on Reddit. You and I both looked at it, and we thought, oh, we got to talk about this. I thought it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> what instantly makes you really uncomfortable as it turns out, I spend probably 23 hours out of a 24-hour day being uncomfortable and feeling awkward. <laughs> like, what is that? It's just some of the suggestions. It's these, the little things in life that just make you go, oh, no. Yes. Oh, man. The, the one thing, um, I can't stand it when I'm riding my bike and I'm on a, a, a shared-use path. So it's like people walking, people jogging, people riding bikes. They all share this path. And I'm coming up behind pedestrians and I have to ring my bell so they get out of my way. And nine times out of ten, they're like, <laughs> you know, they just, they're really, uh, they're really put out because yeah. they had to move for the guy on the bike. They're hard and done I, by. Yeah, I gave you plenty of notice. I rang my bell 50 feet back. You could move. You didn't have to jump into the hedges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the other option is you don't do anything and you zoom past them and then they're even madder. Yeah. There's just no winning. 
Uh, yeah, I don't like that. It's just sort of, I don't know. It, 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 it's the same thing when I'm walking and I catch up with a person. That makes me so uncomfortable too, because even if I'm walking just slightly faster than them, there's at least, I don't know, anywhere from five to 15 seconds where we're walking side by side, like we're on a walk together. Yes. And not, like, do you acknowledge them? Do you, and then you got to keep, you got to keep that pace because you don't want them catching up to you. I just want to be alone. I don't want to be on a walk with somebody. That happens all the time at dog parks. Yeah. You have to pass someone and they're only going a little bit slower than you. So the pass takes a long time. And then, then yeah, then you have to keep the knees to chest hustling going. So they don't catch up again. I'll always, my dog is just the worst. I swear he does it on purpose where I'll blow past someone. I get ahead. I get some distance. And then he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to poop right now. Yeah. So then everybody catches up to you again. So my lead fades and all of a sudden I have to pass them again. I swear he knows what he's doing. He does it on purpose. Speaking of your dog, I've never met your dog, but dogs in general. Another thing that makes me so uncomfortable is when you meet people with a dog and the dog just goes snout right into your crotch. (laughs) And I understand that's what dogs do, but there's dog owners that do nothing about that. They're like, they just, it's like, how are you not aware that I'm like, I'm pinned against the wall <laughs> like I've been hit by a spear and you're not pulling your dog off of my crotch. Oh, that's just how he says hello. Oh, I don't care. I don't want to say hello to your dog anymore. Uh, one of the reasons this topic came up is because for the last 11 months, we've all been doing Zoom meetings. Oh, yeah. And it turns out just people get so uncomfortable in Zoom meetings just because of that little square at the bottom where you can see yourself. Yep. That's, and we're all hyper-focused on it. It's like, oh my God, how many chins do I have? I have three chins. If I, maybe if I raise my computer up and I look up at it, it won't be that noticeable. And it's funny, after all this time still, we'll be in meetings and I'll kind of forget that they can see me. And all of a sudden I can just feel my eyes rolling. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I'm being too transparent about this. Yeah, you got to you gotta watch that. I got to dial that in. Yeah. You're, you're performing, you're dancing for the entire meeting, even if you're doing no talking. I find, too, that I drink water all the time during Zoom meetings now. I never, ever drink water during a meeting. Like, I would never go to a meeting in somebody's and bring a bottle of water. But now I'm doing that all the time, just so I have something to do while I'm on camera. I find I have a PhD now in just nodding my head along. Uh-huh. So in case the people in charge see me and they're like, this guy's paying attention. What if they're saying super racist things <laughs> and you're like, mm-hmm, <laughs> I agree completely. I'm not on an internet thing. No. I'm not doing a Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this one. Uh, I think you can relate to this one too. Somebody said, I'm sure it's been discussed and it hadn't. It just says, but name something more uncomfortable than being the birthday person oh. when restaurant staff comes in to sing happy birthday to you. Oh, I don't celebrate my birthday to this day. And I think I can trace it back to when I was a child at like a pizza hut and being forced to stand on the chair while the whole restaurant serenades. And it scarred me so much. Nobody enjoys the happy birthday in a restaurant. No, this wait staff don't want to say They hate it. They hate it and they hate you as a result. Yeah. The other people who are just having to, trying to have a nice conversation with their date or whatever, they hate, because all of a sudden they, if they don't stop talking, all of a sudden they're barbarians. 
they have to partake in the singing of the happy birthday to the person that barely wants to be acknowledged. Nobody wins. Just imagine you're trying to break up with your sweetie. Yeah. You're just about to deliver that. You're just about to rain down that breakup blow. And then all of a sudden, can I have your attention, everybody? (laughs) Jaden is celebrating his birthday. (laughs) Or worse, you just did it. You're like, it's not you, it's me. And she's like, what? And then all of a sudden. You can come get your stuff on Saturday. Can I have your attention, please? (laughs) (laughs) And it's a novelty. It's not even a happy birthday. It's their own birthday. It's the sped up. Yeah. Hey, guess who's having a birthday? Why don't they just sing the birthday song? We all know the words. It's always got foot stomping and clapping. It's annoying. There's a restaurant that used to put a helmet, a lice helmet on you that had big horns on it. There's a restaurant I go to a lot. And whenever they sing happy birthday, they say, happy birthday, dear customer. And I know it's coming. And every single time, and everyone else in the restaurant's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, I've heard this so many times. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> they say, dear customer? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. <sighs> it was funny the first time, but now I'm just like, oh, it grinds my gears. Okay. Settle down. Uh, when you're talking to someone and you see a booger <laughs> in their nose, but you don't want to tell the person, that'd be a tough. I don't, I don't know if I would tell my own wife. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I, want to embarrass her. I feel like it's going to shoot the messenger type of situation. Yeah, nobody wins there. No. Because you're the monster for pointing it out, and the other person is just looks like a total goober walking around with this booger hanging out of their ni- nose. Yeah, you either be the person that has to be told you have a booger, which mm-hmm. sucks, or uh, you finish your conversation, then you catch yourself in a mirror later, and you're like, huh, how long has that been there? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going around to businesses asking to see security footage. (laughs) You're a funeral director. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Uh, here we go. My instant uncomfortable is when people start showing photos on their phone. I mean, sure, it's cool. You're proud of your family that I've never met, but it just goes on forever. I can only say, oh, cute. And that's awesome. So many times, Renee, I am the same way, but not so much with pictures. Anytime somebody is like, um, hey, have you seen that YouTube video of that guy doing that thing? I'm like, oh, Christ, here it comes. Next thing you know, they're pulling out their phone. They're showing you the video. And all you're focused on is you're looking at the screen going, okay, we're not even through the commercials. We haven't even got to the (laughs) skip ads button yet. And I can see that the video is nine minutes and 40 seconds. And now you've got to pretend to be interested for nine minutes and 40 seconds while you're staring at their germ phone. And they're starting to get texts and you can see their texts coming in. I don't want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Or they hand you like, look, you can go through the photos, but swipe right. Don't swipe left. Yeah. What's to the left? What am I going to (laughs) see? Then I can't remember right from left anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so cool it on the videos on the phone. Uh, I just want to drink this beer and enjoy being with people. I don't want to be cornered by you and your stupid phone. And there are people that that's all they do is show videos on their phone. Really? I just get uncomfortable handling anything that isn't mine. Yeah. Even to the point where if you hand me your phone, I would feel weird. I don't want to hold your phone. Uh, But even like in a grocery store where someone will 
leave their cart in the middle of the aisle, and they walk <laughs> 10 feet away to grab something, and I have to get past, so I have to push their cart out of the way. Yeah. I feel weird pushing someone's groceries. It's like, stop touching my things that I have not paid for. It's too intimate. Yes. Uh, gents, I'm 10 out of 10 uncomfortable in a lineup at a retail or grocery store, and the person in front of me has credit card or debit card trouble slash failure. Corey. Yep. There's something about that. It's just that it's like you get their shame on you somehow. Yeah. You can't stare at your shoes enough or flip through People magazine enough. Oh. Oh, yeah. Look at George Clooney's getting married again. Oh, Oh, I can't believe the number of people who texted in and said uh, musical numbers, like song and dance numbers. This is this is Wes. He's the one who got it going. I go from zero to 100% uncomfortable when a song and dance number happens in a movie or TV show. It makes me so embarrassed. I don't know how else to explain it, especially in a theater. I feel wildly awkward, like I need to run away from it. Obviously, musicals are not my jam, Wes. Get and then it. everybody started saying, oh, yes, I get what Wes is saying. I don't get uncomfortable. I don't particularly enjoy them, but I don't go like, oh, my God. No, like I can sit through a musical number if it's two minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are obviously doing the watching a steamy scene in a movie and your parents are there. Oh, yeah. But- it's it's almost you think to yourself you should say something funny about it, but it sometimes just makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's, yeah, saying something or the chilling silence. What's worse? Okay, how about this one for awkward and uncomfortable? You're at, you're staying at somebody's house. Maybe it's parents. Maybe it's grandparents. You're just there for a visit, and they mute the commercials. <laughs> you're watching TV. Maybe you're watching a sports match on TV. Every time the commercial, mute. And it's just, it's the most deafening, crushing silence there is. You can hear the clock ticking. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that'd be way worse. Sounds like you're speaking from experience. Mm. Hey, I don't have problem with musical numbers, but I can't stand it when someone sings at me. Mm. I can enjoy someone singing, but if they're looking right at me when they do it, I just want to slink away. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the happy birthday thing all over again. It's like when you go to a restaurant somewhere and there's a guy playing accordion or he's playing via and he comes to your table and you have to sit there while he serenades you. And then it's like, what is the proper amount of money here? Like you're at a resort in Mexico. You're sitting by the pool. You're 25 beers deep. And all of a sudden a mariachi band is there and they're right in front of you. And you're just like, I I can barely focus. I need a bucket and I need it fast. (laughs) It's four in the (laughs) afternoon and I'm a wreck. (laughs) Uh, hearing my own voice on the radio or audio playback makes me cringe uncomfortably. That came in so much. Yeah. Just hearing your own voice. Uh, another one that came in a few times was people saying uh, not just sex scenes in movies make them uncomfortable. Anything more than a light kiss. Oh, They're yeah, instantly, yeah. their skin is crawling. I don't like that in – like I will always – I'm not afraid to – give my wife a hug and just like a little peck on the cheek or something. If I haven't seen her all day and there's other people around, it doesn't, or if I'm saying goodbye, I'm going to work or whatever. I, that doesn't really, but, but it's the people who are like, "Mm, baby. And they start using their pet (laughs) names with each other too. Hey, Hey, Snookums. (laughs) Hey, Hey, sugar bear. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Or the couple, that has to kiss and make out in a public hot tub. 
while everybody else is sitting in there. Yeah, you're getting one step away from it being like a felony. Yeah, hot tub people are weird. <laughs> like they, like the people. Their inhibitions go out the window. Yes, I don't know what that is either. Should we grab a call here? Let's do it. Hello. Yeah, I, I get really uncomfortable with touchy people. With touching people. No, they're touchy. They 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 like to touch me. Like you're talking with someone, and they're always touching your arm or your shoulder. And then it gets like when it lasts like beyond two seconds when somebody's resting their hand on my arm as they're talking, I, I can't concentrate. I'm thinking, well, what do you want? Like, what are you after? Why are you touching me? And then I don't know. I just I just can't pay attention because they're always so touchy. I used to work with a guy here who would not only touch you, but he would always somehow adjust you oh. so so that you were cornered. Like he would, <laughs> he would make you, so you were in the corner and you were trapped. Okay. So, and that just reminded me of another guy. He would always brush off my lapel or my collar. Oh, pick imaginary lint off your sweater. Yeah. And he's talking away and there, here up comes the hand and I try to move away, but no, he's determined that that piece of lint has got to come off <laughs> and, and he's brushing and brush. And okay. Uh, yeah. I got to go. Yeah. Like, what is with these people? Give me my space. Okay. I like that. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. I was saving that piece of lint. <laughs> I'm making some campfire starters. <laughs> oh, the touchy people. The people that got to touch you when they talk. You have to read the room on that one. Yeah. If you can see someone like moving out of the way of the touch. <laughs> yeah. Like they're recoiling. <laughs> then maybe keep your hands to yourself. Like you're bringing them a snake. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Something that makes me instantly uncomfortable. Eye contact. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be prolonged. Also, this is going to sound heartless, but I also get instantly uncomfortable when people cry in front of me. Like, <laughs> couldn't you just have your feelings? <laughs> Wow. That does sound heartless. It does sound a little heartless. I wouldn't brag about being uncomfortable when people cry in front of you. Yeah. Although it is weird. What do I do? Yeah. Do I hold you? <laughs> do what I you, hold you? What do you want what do you want me to do? You want to be cradled like a baby? What do I do with my hands? Going to oh, this one. I can relate. Going to the mailbox to check my mail at the same time as one of my neighbors. It's always uncomfortable. Yeah, like when you're walking back to your houses, you're like, so what did you get in the mail today? Like, is that, you feel like you got to make conversation? Oh, wow. A letter from my MLA. Ugh. Cool. Wow. A&W coupons again? <laughs> the brick is having a sale? Two what? for one subs at Subway. Right on. Uh, watching really cheesy love scenes, especially if you're watching with your mom or something else, I just giggle awkwardly and the whole time, and it makes it even worse. Look, somebody even agrees with me. Yeah, it definitely makes it worse. Somebody said, too, they went and saw, I can't find the text now, but they saw there's something about Mary with their mom oh. when they were in grade 10. <laughs> and it's, we always forget, too, it's not just the scene where she answers the door and she has something in her hair. Is that, is that a hair gel? <laughs> there. <laughs> There's a lot of cringeworthy stuff in that movie. It's a great movie, don't get me wrong. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. The hair gel scene with your yep. mom right beside you? Ooh. Oh. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. 
Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Prophets stay in the dumpster behind the building by the rail yard. Classy. Ah.